listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 59 of the Habs Culture podcast. My name is Justin Schwartz and I'm alongside Liam Baum once again, but this time we're doing something a little special and you know what? We we've had a couple of guests before. We've had some pretty some pretty great guests on this on the show, um, but this is this is a you know a full 180 because we're really getting the ultimate 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 fan experience here, and we have our friends over at Habs Fan TV, Alex and Sed. Thanks a lot, guys, for joining us. How are you guys doing? Great, fantastic, good stuff. Better good stuff. than ever. There you go. There you go. That's what I like to hear. I know you guys love to bring the energy and that's what that's what we're here for. And you know what, like, again, Liam and I, well, originally, you know, the podcast was started by me and someone else, but Liam joined on and we kind of started doing our thing and having a lot of fun with it. And I think that's what it's all about, right? At the end of the day, we're not we're not here to, you know, we're, we're here to give our opinions, but it's it's all for it's all for good fun. So, look, we wanted to we wanted to get some insight on, you know, we know what you guys do, but we want we want the, the listeners back at home to hear a little bit more of what you guys do. And they probably know already because they're probably very familiar with your content. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into you know some some cool stories, some things that you guys have done, and and maybe let's get started with where you guys started, how you started, how you guys met, how we got to this point. Um, well, I'll take it from here because I'm I'm actually the the one who founded Habs Fan TV. Um, I I I honestly I took a break from hockey like since the PK Subban trade. I had taken a huge break from hockey since like 2017 to 2021 to the point that when the Habs were in that playoff run, like I was like, who's Deno? Who is, you know, Paul Byron? I'm like, I don't remember these dudes. Um, so I, I I caught up a lot, you know, it kind of reinvigorated my my love for hockey and everything. And seeing all the fans outside the Bell Center um, after those Stanley Cup run games, um, I, I just told myself that like this was a dream I'd had a long, long time ago to do. And I think that I was like, it's it's now or never because like this year, you know, like because they made it to the Stanley Cup final, like, you know, they'll probably make it to the Stanley Cup final again next year, you know, like obviously. And that's clearly not what happened. Um, but it at least laid the groundwork for what Habsan TV uh, became once said came along and said, uh, you know, listen, very, very simple. We, we met each other at the draft. I, I had interviewed him. And said, obviously, like, he's, he's someone who already knows, you know, like, he's someone that's been into hockey. Like, I've, I've never seen a kid crazier about hockey than this kid. And obviously, like, you know, he knew where all the players were at. He's like, oh, I think these players are at this hotel. Like, you know, he was getting his stuff signed. So he's like, give me your number. Like, I'll, I'll let you know where they're at and maybe you can get an interview with them. And at the time, like, it wasn't, it wasn't something I had in mind. He's, I was like, okay, sure. You know, and then, you know, every week he'd call me. It'd be the summer, you know, like I, I'd be in Greece. I'd be like, said, I'm in Greece, but thank you for letting me know. <laughs> um, but eventually, you know, like the season started and I was like, you know what? I, I could probably use an extra hand. Um, and and that's when said got on camera. And ever since, well, he hasn't wanted to get away from the camera. That's uh, that's fair enough. There you go. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what? I, I honestly had no idea how it, how it came to be, but that's that's great. And you know what? I think I think that's how uh, how this industry works. And that's that's how you got to got to how you make your mark on this industry but uh said a little bit more about you i know i know you know uh you know you guys you guys met through doing that and you you love being on the camera love doing your thing 
the thing that's made you guys the, the staple in the Habs community, building that awesome Habs, that large Habs community is just, you know, standing outside the Bell Center, interviewing people, interviewing awesome people. And look, we'll go into more detail on, on the who's and what's later, but what, what do you guys love the most about, you know, really talking and really engaging with Habs fans and being, and being upfront and being kind of that, that propeller for Habs fans in such a large community? I mean, for me, like when we're interviewing a fan, you don't know what he's going to say. You don't know what's going to happen. Like most of the time, they say the best, the funniest, the craziest story ever. And that's what we put uh, on the page. And you see like Danik, we had no clue like that guy was going to become like Danik. He's him. He's him. Yeah. But like, honestly, the fun part is just talking to the fans and see what they liked about the game and like, why they love the the have so much, and you and I was gonna I was gonna add too because look you guys have been doing it for the past two years and look you were doing it during during the when the Habs went to the the Stanley Cup final but the last two years have been absolutely atrocious absolutely atrocious and and what is I guess this is gonna be my last question for you guys until I throw it on to Liam but what has been the thing that you know has really driven you guys to keep going despite the Habs being such a so poor and not actually performing in this case um i i'd say that well first of all the only way is up so that also helps um and and i've also kind of taken this opportunity where it's probably very easy to be quite negative about the team um and probably made it into something positive like you know you you had you had a crowd of 200 people waiting after the halves get blown out like five nothing six nothing you know that happened pretty often during the season waiting to see Danik because, you know, Kirby Doc scored the one goal, you know, even though we got blown out by four or five goals. So I, I think, like, I know that negativity could be a good driver, you know, for, for these kind of things, but I, I'm trying to find a way to make it positive. And uh, the way I see it is, you know, I don't think anyone can ever say that, you know, we were only there for the good times. We were also there for the bad times. And I think everyone will will like the, to see the progression. I mean, yeah. adding to Alex, like, there's some games, like, near the end of the seasons, we're getting blown up. And like that was the game after the Pizzetta, like Selly, the shootout thing. So like Alex would put his roller skate on and come in with a wig on and do the Pizzetta to cheer up the fans. So we're we're for the fans and we love them. That's actually awesome. It's awesome. And you know what the truth is that with such a massive fan base, yeah. like it's you're 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 hitting the right target market here by by with these fans. So it's it's honestly awesome. Um Liam, you have any questions over there? Yeah, just turning the page here. Um Obviously, you guys are very well known for all the player interactions that you have, like Trevor Zegris, uh, Rem Pitlick, Pizzetta. What's one player that just gives you these really raw and good interactions? Um, well, it's it's definitely going to be Pizzetta. Like he's the one that's that's played into this the most. Um, and you know, like it, it just depends on the guys. You know, like some guys are more or less made for that kind of moment. Uh, but P- Pizzetta certainly loves it, and he certainly likes, you know, giving it back to Seth when he wears uh, opposing team jerseys, you know. So I think, like, it- it's always good that, you know, the players are, are enjoying it too because it, it kind of gives us motivation to maybe talk to them more because, like I said, that you know, if the next day we decide not to really, you know, do any more player interviews, for me it doesn't really change much. But the fact that, you know, the players are liking it and, you know, the, the fans are liking it, well, it gives us more motivation to continue. Yeah, for sure. 
has there any bit uh, has there been any players who just brush you off and said no i don't i don't want to do an interview right now yeah a bunch of them a bunch of them for sure but like you know we we don't take it personally obviously you know like let's say uh Drain was never that type of guy. Pitlick was, and then he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he, he had a change of heart. Maybe uh, maybe some guys in the, the Rocket locker room were trying to give it to him a little bit too much about the <laughs> what he thought the next prediction was. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's it, the point is it for it to be, you know, the players who want to do it are probably going to give you the best content anyway. So that's there what we want. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, I know I so... We spoke a little bit about this, but the fact that you guys, you know, you went to the NHL draft in uh, this past year in Nashville, that seemed like an awesome experience. Was there anything there that, you know, caught your eye, any interactions, anything that, you know, that have sense should know about going forward, considering, uh, considering that's that awesome experience. Um, there's probably so many that, you know, we, we can't even count. Uh, you know, I mean, like we, we, we have like pictures with like, let's say Luongo and like, Pierre, uh, Pierre Olivier Joseph that was there and Mathieu Joseph. So like we have all these, we have all these interactions that like we've, we've barely even told half the story. Like I, I asked a few questions at the NHL awards that I, I never really posted either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'd go out to a bar, you'd, you'd see some guys who get drafted, you'd see some, some lawyers that happen to be there, you know? So there's always that kind of like random interactions, but nothing that I would say uh, is worthy of mentioning. I don't know about oh. you, sir. To be honest, one of the nicest guys I've met at the draft, Biz. Really? Biz is such a beauty. Like, I've met him. It was so random. I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> I, ra- I ran into him at the Bridgestone Arena. I'm like, hey, Biz, how are you? And we, we talked for like, we chat for like five minutes. Honestly, the way he is on spitting chiclets, same way in real life. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. He, he he's very, but that's it, right? It's it's all about these these guys who are willing to play the part and and yeah. and really like interact, like, and that's what makes it fun. And uh, you guys, you guys have you know developed a, a large following, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on TikTok, through clips and through Instagram posts and whatnot. Um, and you guys continue to put out some great content, um, including over the past couple of weeks or a few weeks at uh, at the three on three in the three on three league at uh, at hockey, etc. Um, how's that experience been? I know it's a lot more, you know, you're a lot closer to the action, right? Because a lot of the guys are on summer break and they're kind of just there to play some shitty hockey, but how has that experience been? And you guys being kind of like at the center, at the center of, you know, trying to get content and, uh, enjoying that, that experience. Oh, listen, it's been, it's been great so far. Like, uh, like I said, I, I never knew about the LSHL. It's, it's actually said that told me about it, uh, you know, during the year and, Olivier reached out the the you know the co-owner of uh, Living Sisu with uh, Zach Fucale and they and they said like you know if you guys would like to make content you know and help promote the league you know it would be a great thing so so far like you know we've done we've done fan interviews we've uh, we've mic'd up a few players especially on the women's side but uh, recently we've mic'd up uh, Vincent Dearnay so that should be pretty good too it, it is good. <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah we've been watching the footage today it's uh, very very entertaining. Um, so I think just like little things like that, that I think like a lot of people don't really know about this league and you don't realize that like, you know, you can go and see Suzuki, Harvey Pinard and Gooley play for 10 bucks, you know, right. compared to let's say a hundred, 200 bucks at the bell center during the year. So, you know, if it's a nice experience, you know, the, all the guys, they stop, they, they sign the stuff and everything on most days. So, you know, if you ever, you want to, you want to meet your favorite player, like that, that's where it's at. Absolutely. And like, it's pretty crazy to think on the Tuesday night, there's like two, 300 people coming to the arena to see a bunch of NHL players. It's awesome. That's, that's awesome. 
but again like that just speaks to the community like it's it's incredible like you're not seeing that like i mean maybe you are but not to that extent anywhere else in my opinion i mean mm -hmm. like i feel like in montreal it just really brings it out brings out the best and um kind of staying on the same note a little bit like i think we'll, we'll get into a little bit about the canadians and what you guys think for the upcoming season because we like to talk you know lines predictions so on and so forth my last question is you know you guys you guys like i said before have built an awesome following where uh where do you guys see this going like is this is this to the moon or is this is this something that you guys like just want to keep on building and building and building and just you know getting your name out there like kind of what you guys have been doing already or does this is this have another direction for you guys well, listen, uh, we, we, we saw Trevor, we told him to the moon and he said yes to the moon. So, um, that's, that's exactly where we're headed. Um, where exactly we go kind of depends on, you know, how our relationships turn out with, you know, let's say the Canadians or the NHL. But I, I think the goal is to ideally have uh, our platform as, you know, the place where people can come and give their opinions, uh, no matter whether I agree with them, or whether I disagree with them. I've posted a lot of stuff that... I've sincerely disagreed with, but I know that it, you know, it's a, it's a large sentiment from the fans. So I'll still post things like that. I, I think where this is going is to kind of be larger a little bit than just the Habs. I think eventually you'll, it won't be very surprising to see us at other arenas doing other things. And, you know, just, just in general, just providing good hockey content to, to hockey fans. I think that's what in general it's going to be. There's probably going to be a podcast along the line. I, I'm not exactly sure what it looks like. And that's probably why I've been so reticent on maybe giving you guys something more long form because I don't, I don't want it to be another typical hockey podcast. You know, if it's going to be something, it's probably going to be something in the uh, in the looks of, you know, a spitting chicklets type thing. You that's know, awesome. yeah, so, that's awesome. you know, I, I, I don't see us always talking about the Habs or just fully focusing on hockey in that kind of podcast setting. So um, where we're headed is probably we're just going to become the place where all the fans, especially the Maple Leafs fans who love to shit on us, this is going to be the place where, you know, they're going to come and see, oh, what are the Habs up to? I think that's that's kind of the goal. I want everyone in the NHL to look around and say, what are the Habs up to these days? So kind of in that case, like, I mean, maybe not the same content, but the same concept of like the reverse of like a Steve Dangle, Steve Dangle just for the Canadians in that case. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, that, I think that would be a, I think that would be a great concept because I think I think the truth is that you look around right like look we're a, we're a very small Montreal Canadiens podcast but there's I find that there's sometimes there's missing that energy that 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 excitement that entertainment value in this industry right because it's sometimes it could be relatively bland so I think that would be awesome um, Liam you have anything Yeah just just going back a little bit um, obviously you guys have a lot of followers on TikTok and Instagram through all the clips like Justin said. But do you remember maybe one of the first clips that really blew you up or really got you out there? Um, yeah, I could. Um, it's, it's, it's on TikTok, actually. This was actually in the year that said was not there. Um, it was about a guy. The conspiracy theory. Yeah, a guy was basically saying that since Gary Bettman had been there, well, the Canadians, no Canadian team has won a Stanley Cup and it's been 30 years. So that clip, I think like it hit like a million views on TikTok at that point. It gained us like maybe like nine, 8,000 followers. So that was like our first big hit. Um, and then I would say like once said came around. Uh, the Carey I mean, Price one. The Carey Price one, yeah. That was, that was a pretty big marker. Like at that point, like Carey Price does interviews with like literally nobody. Like right. literally everyone and every journalist in Montreal – would pay to even have like 15 seconds with this guy and somehow the seven the 16 year old kid at the time 
managed to take him for 15 seconds and get a question out of him. So uh, that's I awesome. That was uh, that was pretty much like a, that was a big moment. You that know, like, like I'm just I'm just studying. I, I'm studying for my for my bar exam, and then said text me he's like oh yeah by the way like i was at the garage i got an interview with carrie price i was like <laughs> oh cool cool said, like really you know i'm at this point i'm like i, I don't know if he's capping or not you know and then <laughs> me, i'm like oh shit it's for real that's amazing that's yeah. amazing all the players love you said <laughs> that morning what i i told alex day before you know what tomorrow morning i'm going to scout the garage with one of my friend Elliot, one of our camp guys he's like you know what you go you know, I'm gonna study. I went there at like 8 a.m. Like talked to a bunch of players. We got interviews with like honestly with like seven of them because they didn't know where we were at the time. So like on that day we got Caulfield too. Like the one I asked how many goals tonight is like hopefully enough or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then like around like 9 a.m. Like all the players were in. So my friend and I went to McDonald's because it was absolutely freezing outside. So at 10 we came back. And we just see a big pickup truck like going out the Bell Center, and we're like, "Who's that guy?" So we ran from like uh, De La Montagne all the way to the garage to see Carey Price, and then we pulled up the phone. And you know what? The rest is history. The rest is history. You love to see it. That's crazy, though. You know, like you're right. I don't. I, I've never heard an interview unless it was like a press conference from yeah. Carey Price. That was so it was so nice about it, and like it's. We ask him like uh, you've been in Montreal for like 15 years. What does the city means means to you? Like it's just the question like on the spot. Like what else do you want to ask the guy? Like are you right. gonna come back? To, are you gonna come back to play in Montreal? Like we we know he's not gonna come back. It's just like a fun question that fans want to know. And honestly, I, I, I had chills asking that question to him. That's awesome. It's amazing. So, and uh, wow. And uh, more on that, like. You guys, so speaking of kind of like the outside, you know, vibe, I mean, we talked a little bit about Danik before, and I'm sure there's and there's other fans that you guys have interacted with that have maybe not brought the same energy, but have brought some sort of energy for sure. Um, kind of, I mean, look, I, I know a little bit of what Danik's about, and I'm sure you guys, like you guys obviously know what he's about. What's, what's, uh, what's his deal? Like, what kind of guy is he? Like, he's so passionate. Like, what... What does he do that really brings out the best of Montreal Canadiens fans? Well, you know what? Danik's a family man. He, he got that dad power in him to like bring everybody in. It's, I don't know what to say it, but like Alex, <laughs> <laughs> Alex is laughing. What, what are you saying? <laughs> go on, go on. No, but Danik, he, he, he just like brings people together and that that's like the fun part about him. Like he, he doesn't care. You know what? Everybody's here to. To, for the game everybody's here to have a good time and uh he loves it listen like honestly one, one thing that people don't know about Danik is he's actually a genuinely great dude yeah. like super cool dude to just go chill with like we're, we're gonna go me and him we're just gonna go watch the cf montreal together yes yeah, so, you know we you know I, I think like a lot of people like you know it's easy to see the videos and they're like okay like is, is he like that like all the time like for real and like i can confirm to you that he is not you know like for, for him like it's been a great joy for him to just like you know put on a show for everyone and you know it's kind of given him a different life it's kind of given him a different life than what he was uh than what he was used to so i know he definitely does not want to stop that's no, awesome he's did, you guys, did you guys just meet him in front of the bell center did you know him beforehand yeah right uh, 
I met him. I, I met him after a game against Pittsburgh. I don't know if you guys remember very early in the season where we beat them in overtime. Kirby Doc winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I met him there, and you know, he started this whole thing, and he had this voice, and I was like, "This is a guy we need to have back on for some reason." You know, I like, I know, and I'm like, "Like, do you do you come to every game?" He's like, "Yeah, I have like season tickets like since this year." So I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, like, come come out after every game. I'm, I'm sure people would like to hear from you." And I think something that people don't give him enough credit for is like he actually knows his hockey. Like yeah. he knows his hockey. Like he watches his hockey. Like his life is hockey. Like his, he he got like a lots of hockey cards in his home. Really? Like he's a big card guy. He got like a kind of company of cards. He's a big he's a big hockey fan. Wow, that's that. Like I see, that's the thing, right? It's like you would never know, and like that's what's awesome about what you guys do and bring out of people. And uh, Danik, like what? I like I'm I'm trying to think here. Like well, how many how many Kirby Doc dances are we gonna see next season? Because honestly, like. You know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give my answer, and I don't want you guys to give your answer either, because we're gonna throw that in at the end for our over under. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna make a little bit of fun out of it. Um, but yeah, I think. I think it's awesome, and I think that guy's a great dude. And it's. It's honestly like, I actually die of laughter every single time I see him in one of your videos. I. I can't. Like, even me too. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe people are gonna eventually get tired of you know Kirby or. You know, I don't think so. But I don't think so. Turns out like there's a huge appetite and and I understand why because you know like every time he'll score you know it's a different context you know like Harvey Pinard scoring a hat trick you know people do want to see Danik do the dance even though they've already seen it it doesn't matter but the fact that they get to see it again after like an important moment then you know Danik will add like a little preamble and he'll add something funny I, I think like he's kind of the epitome of like what I'd like for Hapsan to be kind of to be is like knowledgeable hockey content but said in a funny way so that's that's kind of like the way the way I see it. So like, yeah, yeah. Look, people can get irritated and whatever, but look, as long as the majority are enjoying it, uh, I'm still gonna be posting it. That's that's a funny story that Alex can tell, but the Kirby Doc could have not been on Hapson TV. Oh yeah. It, listen, it it was like, yeah. it was the first time I posted it was after he scored that game winner against Chicago, and I'm like. You know, I, I'm like the editor-in-chief, poster-in-chief. Like, I, I do everything on my own. So um, I had seen that clip, like, a long time ago. I was like, yeah, maybe, like, I'll try this. Like, you know, he's in, like, a yellow hoodie, and, like, he's just, like, Kirby Doc. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that would actually catch on. Like, so uh, when I when I initially posted that and I, and I saw the reaction, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this, this might actually become a thing. And then, like, seeing... Every game after that, like, oh, where's the guy who does Kirby Doc? I'm like, oh shit, like he's gonna be known as the Kirby Doc guy. And then yeah. he got known as the Harvey Pinard guy, and yeah, and then so, the Montembeau guy now. And oh, Montembeau, yeah, oh, he's done. A, he's done a few low key dances that you know, <laughs> some we may never see again. But some. <laughs> Jake Evans, <laughs> yeah, the, the Jake Evans one. If you, if you go, oh yeah, the Jake that, Evans one. Yeah. I don't think that one's ever gonna make an appearance again. <laughs> but like. <laughs> like it's just it's it's amazing like you you can't you can't even predict it so it's, that's it's it fun. even when he's not there people are doing the dances oh, it's yeah. Great. yeah big time they, yeah. there needs to be like a replacement every game they're like oh where's that nick he's not here okay well you know what i'm doing the rafael rv he's not here i'm like okay go ahead <laughs> go ahead that's awesome but, but like we've talked about like danik's knowledge of hockey and the reason in the first curb dog video he has a yellow hoodie 
it's because he had an Anderson jersey and Anderson was suspended that game. You know, and he's like, you know what? I'm taking off the jersey. He's suspended. He's not playing. I'm just wearing my yellow hoodie tonight. He, he's diehard. Yeah, but like, everything is is thought out in his head, like in a way that I'll, I'll never understand. <laughs> but like the the dances, like the way they came up is that we ask him, like, oh, what would you do to like Nick Suzuki tonight? What would you do to Curb Dog tonight? Or like that's how the the dances started. Oh, that's amazing! I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so funny. And uh, yeah, and like I was gonna ask you guys too because. You know, like I said before, you guys built such like a like a large community now in Montreal. Like, are you guys getting people coming up to you on a, like a daily basis? If you're out in public, like anywhere, is it just is it just automatic at this point? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like in, in a way that I I never actually thought that. Like you know, I'm like okay, sure. Like we have a, a certain following on TikTok and Instagram, but like I'm imagining that in order to receive kind of like that kind of attention you have to have like 300,000 followers or 400,000 but I I realize it's quite concentrated here in Montreal so like you know like I'll, I'll go to a bar and you know I will be doing the Kirby Doc in the middle of the club <laughs> someone who would like to, to take a picture and everything so um, but look it's good you, you get to meet all kinds of people in all kinds of places so you know I'm at the bank and I you know some dudes like oh shit it's the guy the Kirby the guy who does the Kirby Doc I'm like yeah yeah that's, that's... <laughs> in the middle of the bank like in the most random of places, yeah. Well, honestly, it's fun. Like the the little kids in my neighborhood, like they figure out where I live. So every time they play hockey in the street, they come knock on my door. So <laughs> that's so amazing. That's, that's amazing. But like we we get recognized. It's it's fun. Yeah, it must like it must have its pros and cons. But again, with what you guys are building, like you gotta you gotta enjoy it. I guess right. Um, Liam, uh, you wanted to, did we want to move into uh, maybe a little bit more uh, specific Montreal Canadian stuff if you guys were interested? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. No, let's do it. Um, look, Montreal is going into, let's say, year, I want to say like two and a half, maybe three of their rebuild now because the beginning of right after they won the cup was not, that was not the idea. Rebuilding was not the idea. But now they're probably going into year two and a half, three of the rebuild. I want to know what your guys thought because look, like again, we we talk to each other. We talk to each other, and again about hockey, we talk to people that aren't Habs fans. We talk to people that are Habs fans, but we don't we don't get much insight. You know, you go on Twitter and you see a bunch of whatever. But I want to know what you guys have to say. Like, I know you guys were well. You were saying said that like you know you're like you're diehard Alex. I know that you're diehard also. You guys are kind of like in the moment, always always checking on that stuff. What's uh what's your take on next season? What are you guys hoping for? What are you what are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking for the 2023-2024 season? Uh, my hottest take for this season: if everybody stays healthy, we'll make the playoff. Oh boy, I That's, like it. it. It's not a hot take, honestly. We we can do it. Like if Coffee was healthy this season, gosh, we we would have been way high up. Yeah, and to kind of further what Seth is saying here, like. You know, we've spoken to a lot of players like over the over the past year and everything about, you know, whatever happened this year. And I think they're all on the same page that like they, they all feel that like, you know, if this guy didn't get injured, this guy didn't get injured. Like, guys, come on. Like we were for sure making the playoffs or like, you know, for them, it's it's kind of a certainty. And, and one thing I will say is that I know that the players are kind of fed up. So I think that this year is going to be a very telling season. I, I think they're all fed up and I think they all want to make that next step. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic, actually. Um, you know, injuries could happen again. Uh, they probably will. 
Um, but, you know, could, could it happen in the same proportion that it happened this year? It would be a statistical anomaly for three years in a row for the Habs to have, like, the most man games lost in the NHL. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's like we, we need to do, like, some juju or stuff to, like, yeah. help out this, the, this curse right now. Actually, though. But, like, you see the players' Instagram story, like, just on Twitter, you go on your feet, like, they're always training, always out there. You see a guy like Pezzetta taking classes with Josh Lahak and stuff. You know what? They're ready for this season. Yeah, there's 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 absolutely, like, passion. And, like, I, I like the core that we have. And I think that's what Liam and I have preached a lot is the fact that, you know, you go out and sign a guy like Caulfield to his extension. You sign Suzuki to, ex- to his extension. We... I won't say passed on Dubois because I don't know if it was us passing on him or him passing on us, but all of that to say, all of that to say that they're making sure that they have guys under contract that aren't overpaid and they're going to build something that actually has some depth, right? Like unlike a Leafs team in this case. Yeah, no. And I, and I think that like we, we will admit we are still missing that attacking full on superstar. You know, maybe Caulfield ends up being that guy. That's what that's what Kent Hughes thinks. He thinks that, you know, part, part of the reason why they 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 say they passed on Michkov is because, well, in their opinion, Doc Caulfield, Suzuki, um, all those guys still have more to give, and that's kind of their reasoning behind it. Uh, I'd love for that to be true. I'd love for that to be true. But every team that goes pretty far, they always have that one guy. You know, yeah. Vegas. Vegas. You know, they didn't have like. You could say they did have a superstar. They had Jack Eichel. You know, they all oh, have. They had Kessel. They have, yeah, true. You know, they had Phil Kessel. Thanks for reminding me. But um, you know, they Colorado had Nathan McKinnon. So everyone has that one guy. Right now, you know, Caulfield could be that one guy, but usually it takes the form of a center. So passing on Dubois and everything might have been the right decision because anyway, we we know what happens when Quebecer players come and play in this market, but. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I, I still think that they'll 100% be pushing for the playoffs no matter what. Yeah. To add up to Alex, I think we need a number one goalie. I mean, Montembeau is doing great. He would be a number one goalie, but not in Montreal. That's my opinion on Monty. But, like, Alex, I'm waiting to see your look on that, but we need a guy like Devin Levi on the house. Like, Oh, baby. Oh, baby. This guy is like... Like said, a, I heard, I heard, sorry to cut you off, Alex. Yeah, said, I, I heard you're a massive Devin Levi guy. I mean, I played for the Lions too when I was young. Oh, yeah. And seeing that guy growing up in that organization, like, it really gave us hope to, like, go to the NHL. You know what? I'm doing TikToks now. <laughs> work. But yeah, I'm a big Devin Levi fan. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's, nat- he's a natural goalie. That's for sure. He's very, oh, yes. very raw. Plays yeah, the game the right way. For said, there's God, and then there's definitely God. <laughs> in that order. In that order. In that order. Uh, yeah. Liam, you have uh, anything? Yeah, just going back to the Mitchkov thing. We covered the draft a lot, gave a lot of our opinions. I just want to know what your guys' thoughts on uh, for the Habs pick and and just our overall draft and how it's looking for the future. Well, well, my opinion is pretty. It's pretty easy to find, unfortunately. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, look. Like, I'm going to maintain this no no matter what, no matter how many years into the future. I didn't like the pick. 
I didn't like the pick. We should have, but it's not because I didn't like Reinbacker. It's because I wanted an attacking player because this is what the Habs have needed. Yeah. So if you listen to Hughes's press conference right after, you know, it it kind of left the door open to me that they really drafted more based on need than best player available. You know, he said if Reinbacker was a lefty, I don't know if we would have picked him. But then you're basically admitting that. You know, you drafted basically because of need. You drafted him because he was a right D. So, but, you know, like after after 10 minutes after my reaction there, uh, where I was like, like obviously, it, like before, like I wish I would have posted the full thing because the full thing is like me for the, the, the two minutes before the pick of me just like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. And that's where kind of like the I'm going to puke comment came after the pick. Not so much because of Reinbacker, just because of like, the stress and then carry fucks it up and then fucking like it, it was just it was wild it was wild oh, it was. So like the, the the ups and downs on that roller coaster was absolutely insane um so then it took me like a good 10 minutes to like okay we still got the best defenseman in the draft so if you know Reinbacker projects to everything that he's going to be um we've made a good pick but if we're if we drafted by need i still think we should have drafted a Ryan Leonard at minimum, Mishkov, in my opinion, Mishkov, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's you know the attitude issue thing gets thrown around with every Russian player, but at the same time, you know, if, if anyone's best place to make that decision, it was Nick Bobrov because of his connections in Russia. So if they didn't pick him, uh, we have to pray to God that there was a good reason for it, because or else we're going to be hearing it from the Philadelphia fans, and it's going to definitely be a full reversal of what we did to them with Cam York. Literally, yeah, yeah, and I don't want that to happen. No, no, not at all. Yeah, and uh, and and the truth is, is that look, like I, I think we talked at length about, like we did, we did a couple pre-draft episodes talking about how Mitchkov might be passed on, but it won't be for the right reasons. And I think I like, I'm like, I'm definitely not disagreeing with you in saying that the attitude stuff is not is not valid. It's just, it's, it was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. We didn't want Reinbacker. It's we wanted Mitchkov or wanted Leonard, right? So it's it's. it's at, the, at that point, I already knew because we had we had run into Elliot Friedman on a Monday night after at an awards after party, and he was basically telling us like, guys, by the way, just don't be surprised that they don't pick on Mitchkov because it just it ain't gonna happen. So I, I already I already had an uh, I already knew. Kind of, but like, you know, then the next few days, there's like this, you know, oh, Michkov is meeting with the Canadians. Oh, and sounds like uh, Steam is picking up with Michkov, you know, so then you, you get, you get kind of like, you get kind of carried away with it. And then you, and then I meet Michkov and he tells me my dream is to yeah. play in the NHL. So when they pass on him, there's everything that I'm there and I, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I, I just don't understand. Right. right. Uh, on, so, honestly, in Nashville, like right after the draft day one. Alex was so dead at, at the Airbnb. Like, he didn't talk to anyone. He was just sitting there in the corner, like, was thinking about his life and everything. But, <laughs> like, I, was, I was stunned. I was, yeah, so was stunned. stunned by what had just transpired. Like, there was, there was this huge thing building up, building up, and then it went, Vroom. like, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was very interesting to know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, let's also mention the draft picks that happened on day two. It wasn't that impressive. Three goalies, overagers, 
I think it was short of impressive, to be completely honest with you. And Liam, I want you to, because Liam's <sighs> kind of knows a little bit more than I do. But I mean, it's just, and, and no hate, no hate to Florian Jackye whatsoever, whatsoever. I saw Are you him. Barber. Sorry. Are you scared of Harvard? That's why you're saying that. Yeah, seriously, I'm backing down because if he's, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get beat up. But I mean, I just, I like after his season in the OHL, and then looking at him as a 20 year old and kind of what his play style projects to be, it's like he could have gone in the seventh round or potentially even undrafted, right? Like if we're talking realistically here. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I get your point, and they definitely. That that draft definitely confirmed to me that they're they're very insistent on this culture thing, and look, the, they'll be judged by it by the end of it. So you know, uh, every every pick that they've made so far has been on, on culture. You know, the first year, you know, I think everything, all the picks seem to kind of make sense. This one, we'll we'll see. I don't know. It was a very interesting. Like whenever a team drafts three goalies in a single draft, uh, when you already have like you know semi decent goalies, pretty interesting. Pretty yeah. Like but, I said, yeah, we, no. needed, we needed attacking players. Yeah. So when I also see three goalies go in the second, in like the third, fourth round. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm exhausted. You know, I'm like, okay, sure. We, we got a new hook, but like, was that, was that, was that Nathan McKinnon? No, no. But you know, that, that that's kind of how I feel about the draft. I have mixed feelings, but like I said, and I, and I said this after the, the Rhinebacker pick eventually, you know, once I calm down my nerves, I'm like at the end of the day, we, we don't know. We'll have to see. It's a, we'll it's, a, it's a wait and see type of situation. Yeah. All right. Should we get into the uh, over under? Yeah. Well, so we we thought we thought we'd hit because you know we want we want to get a, an overall picture of what you guys are thinking for this season. So Liam's gonna throw some over under challenges at you guys. And again, I think at the end, Liam, we have to include a a Danny yeah, Kirby you're, Doc you're dances over under. Um, but let it fly and, uh, we'll see what you guys think. Yeah. So we'll do it quickly. So start it off. You guys can both answer Slavkovsky over under 40 points over, over. All right. Like that. Suzuki over under 75 points under over a little bit of Habs fan TV contradiction there. (laughs) All right. I'm an over guy. I'm an over guy. All right. Caulfield. Over under forty goals. Over. Under. All right. Next, Habs over under thirty eight wins. Over. Over. All right. Montembeau over under twenty five wins. Over. Over. Hand in hand. All right. Next, are the Habs making the playoffs or not? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Is that yes is all around? I like like are we are we really are we too optimistic? What's No, no, this is happening. Like I can <laughs> I can confirm uh Elliot Frieden didn't tell me this, but I I can confirm the Montreal Canadiens are going to make the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. Is Alex is that per source? Yeah, per source. The source is called Trust Me. <laughs> there you go and hold on liam you forgot the one no let, i have a couple more oh okay fine sorry my, all right my fault. Let's, let's go to the decor uh kaden gooley over under 35 points over over all right mike matheson over under 45 points over over okay 
Arbor Jackeye over under 15 fights. <laughs> under. 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 All right. And Justin. Last and lastly, one. Danik over under 70. Oh, no. Over, <laughs> over <laughs> under. A hundred and twenty Kirby Doc dances. Over. I mean, it depends. Does <laughs> dances need to be on camera? No. Uh, well. Oh, if they're not on camera, it's it's over. Okay. As of, uh, <laughs> okay. For the for, for the purpose of the video, let's do over. Uh, sorry, let's do on camera. On camera, I'd say over, like over <laughs> four hundred for sure. I'm gonna say under because there's only 80 games in a season, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. Player. You might have to post it twice. It's so good you have oh, to well, post wait. it twice. No, you're you're right. It could maybe hit 120 if the Habs hit the playoffs. Uh, oh, there you go. True. No, but like, oh, does it need to be posted or just like him doing it on camera? Let's do posted. Okay, posted. posted. Uh, under, 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 under. Like, under. Yeah. I don't want to lose half. I don't want my family <laughs> running at me with pitchforks. Okay, it's enough. There we get through. <laughs> Tell, tell yourself that Danik's doing the dance at least 10 to 15 times a game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I, I, I need to meet him. I really want to meet him. I, oh, he's really. a great guy. He's a he's great a, guy. Great guy. Well, guys, it was an absolute pleasure. And I think uh, it was a lot of fun. Got to, got to talk about a, a lot of different things. Thank you for your stories. Thank you for your insight. And uh, guys, until next time. We thank you so much for listening. And uh, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thanks for the invite. Thanks a lot. Take care, guys.